0: beautiful humans. My name is Morgan and I'm your podcast host. I'm a talk therapist by training and a practicing spiritual entrepreneur. I specialize in Reiki, Tarot, and past life regression. In this podcast, I integrate both clinical and spiritual perspectives to best support you on your healing journey. Welcome to The Clinical Spiritualist. Hello. Hello. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to The Clinical Spiritualist. Today, I was going to do a podcast all about my experience with uh, being the client for a past life regression session, but I woke up even more inspired to talk about sexuality in honor of Bi Week, which was September 16th through the 23rd. I've just been seeing a lot of people post about what it means to them to be bisexual, um, how biphobia exists, and yeah, I've, I've just I feel really excited and lit up to talk about that today. And before I get started about my sexuality, my experience with being bisexual, um, how I came out, things like that, I really want to first acknowledge my privilege. And acknowledging my privilege in the LGBTQ community doesn't mean that. I haven't had difficulty owning who I am and coming out. But what it means is that there are certain areas of my life where I haven't struggled. Um, so, for example, being a queer person of color versus being a, wh- a white queer person um, is much different. And so I am a white cis gender bisexual woman and there comes a lot of privilege with that and i don't really agree or like but i still understand the, the sort of language that's like straight passing and that's definitely the category i would fall under is that if i were out by myself i would not be questioned in any way if i were queer to the general public you know obviously if you're still labeling people with their gender and sexuality by just looking at them, you haven't done enough research to know that you literally can't do that without asking or without knowing a person. So let's start there. I acknowledge my privilege. And when we acknowledge our privilege in literally any way, it doesn't mean that your life has not been hard. So that's a whole different rant that I'm not going to get into, but, um, I do acknowledge and I kind of think of the TikToks that are like, oh here we go, it's Pride Month, and all the bis- all like the white bisexual women are like thinking it's about them and those honestly make me laugh because it's <laughs> because it's fucking hilarious. Anyway, so I am 26. I came out when I was 24, I've been dating a woman for the first time. Um, And we've been together for almost a year. And so I didn't come out to everyone in my life at first. It was very gradual. Um, Yeah, so let's just start with, before I start talking about coming out, because that's a whole story. What is bisexuality to me? So bisexuality to me is... The ability to be attracted to more than one gender. And gender, there's more than two genders. And that's not even my opinion. That's just straight facts. So that's what being bisexual means to me. It doesn't mean I like cisgender men and I like cisgender women. It means that I like more than cisgender men. And when I say men and women, I'm including trans people. Because trans people are men and women. And there's more than two genders in which there is a whole spectrum of non-binary people, um, gender fluid people. So I definitely don't view it in such a um, one or the other type of way. But I open myself up to a spectrum of people. And that's what it means to me. Um, and growing up, I've only ever dated cisgender men, straight men, from what I know. Um, so, so as an adult, I opened myself up to dating more than that. And so that's what being bisexual means to me, more than one gender to be romantically and sexually attracted to. And I started exploring my sexuality really my whole life, Um, if we just kind of do across the lifespan of my sexuality. When I was little, when I was a young girl, I vividly remember being in, I don't know, second or third grade maybe, and I would hook arms with girls, and one girl I remember specifically, and it's kind of like we dated the way we acted, but, you know, you don't have the language for what you're experiencing. I don't think I even really knew what boyfriends and girlfriends were. Maybe I did definitely did not know about being anything other than straight. I had no, I I had no idea that being gay or, um, being not straight was a thing. So when I was young, I vividly remember this one girl in elementary school and we would go into the cubby (laughs) and we would kiss. And it was very innocent. And I just remember feeling like my body led first. It wasn't like a thought in my mind. It was just like, I want to do this. And from there, I kissed girls a lot when I was young. Like all of my girlfriends, we were making out. And it was was like in such a pure way like if I could talk to my little self now I would just hug her and be like you're so damn cute because it was just in such an innocent way of where it was my purest form of my sexuality of we always know who we are as children and so that's it really rubs me the wrong way when we're like well you know 10 year olds don't know if they're gay or straight or bi or Non binary or whatever, and yes, they do. Like, I feel like every story I have heard where it's like the person knows when they're a kid, they lose it along the way because of their conditioning and all of that, and then they come home to themselves. And that's really what it felt like to come out as bisexual to me is coming home to myself because I've known since I was little, but it got knocked out of me, and that's a really good expression. Um, to describe the experience for me was it felt like it got knocked out of me. So I've always been bi. And that was my experience when I was little. And nothing really happened as I grew up. I don't really remember looking at girls and being like, oh, I'm so attracted to them. Um, You know, because I was attracted to boys as well. So I was able to go that route and kind of suppress this other side of me and and being attracted to other genders away from like I was able to suppress that and that's also a privilege because i feel like my lesbian counterparts aren't able to do that and aren't able to pass under the radar like my girlfriend she's a lesbian we have conversations about our experiences and like I was able to go and date all these guys and still be happy and still like experience love and experience positive sexual situations. Um, but for like, and to me that, that's sort of a privilege. Like I'm, I've suppressed a part of myself and repressed a part of myself, but, um, yeah, it, I hope that makes sense. Um, So I kind of, like, suppressed it through, well, actually, I don't really know if I ever did because I remember going to parties in high school and college, and I would make out with girls all the time, and I'd dance on girls and blah, 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 and I always thought, okay, it's because you're so hot, Morgan, and you're so, like, you're doing this for the male gaze, and you're just a hot girl and blah, blah, blah. And that's what hot girls do. They do hot girl things. And I'm kind of like turning it into a joke, but it really is. But I think that was my thought pattern of, I don't actually enjoy this. I'm doing it because I like men. And that's so not true. Um, I really think it should be questioned anytime someone wants to do non-straight stuff uh you need to look at your sexuality <laughs> um and there are there are people who are straight who have you know kissed other or kissed the same gender um and there are people who even like there is a type of sexuality where you're still hetero but you can sometimes like sleep with girls and stuff I don't know I forget what it's what it's all called but because I looked into that before I'm like am I bisexual or am I this where I just like can do this. Um, but yeah, I remember one time in college and I didn't come out to grad school. So this was an undergrad where I was with just girls and we were in a pool and we were drinking and I got drunk and I kept getting closer and closer to this girl and I was flirting with her and I would have never said I was flirting with her because I didn't, I honestly didn't know it's like I knew, my inner knowing knew, and my intuition knew. But that is so easy to pull, like, if, you, if you're taught your whole life that what your experience is not true and not valid, you begin to suppress it. And so I did. And I remember one time my best friend saw me, like, flirting with this girl. And um, I was getting closer and closer to her. And I remember thinking, oh, I want to make out with her. I want to make out with her because my junk brain is like kind of like my truer self in a sense. Um, but I wasn't going to make the move in front of all these other straight girls um, because I was still homophobic and biphobic because of my conditioning and how I grew up. And I don't say that was shame. It just straight is like facts. And the more we speak to, homophobia and and internalized homophobia, then I think we just grow stronger. But my friend was like, we left and we got in the car and she was like, um, Morgan, I thought you were going to make out with that girl. And I popped off. I like yelled at her. We got in a fight. And first of all, I was drunk. Second of all, my sexuality was so, I was homophobic. Like, (laughs) At that point, I had unlearned homophobia toward everyone else um, because I thought being gay was a sin my whole life, Um, but I hadn't unlearned it for my own self. And so I became an ally for the LGBTQ community, and I unlearned all my homophobia and you know, people are born this way, and we need to ask people their pronouns. And like, you know, this is several years ago, so it's just like this conversation was just starting for me. Um, so I learned it for everybody, for everybody else, but I never unlearned it for myself until I got in my early, like early to mid twenties. And so yeah, I just have that memory of yeah, I did actually want to make out with her, but I was so homophobic toward myself that I was so defensive. And so I dated a guy off and on in undergrad. So really didn't have the chance to like explore that. Um, nor was I ready. That's a huge thing. Even if I was single, like I would still be going for guys. And when him and I would break up in undergrad, I would get on bumble or I would go out and I would talk with guys. I would, I was not even ready to, I didn't know that was an option for me. And honestly in my mind, I think I was still viewing sexuality as gay or straight. And so I, yeah, that wasn't even like on my radar. So I moved to Nashville for graduate school and I was dating the same guy from undergrad. And we dated for less than a year and we lived together. And then he moved out and then that's like, Actually, no, that's not really when it started either. So he moved out and I started dating again. And it was just guys on Bumble. And that was for probably a year, like a year or so when I was in Nashville. And then I remember being in class with my friends. And I was really close to the people in my cohort. So I felt comfortable to share a lot with them. And I told them that I was thinking about changing my Bumble settings to girls also. And they were so supportive and they were so affirmative. And I still felt that shame and I still felt that, uh, but I don't really know, like, maybe I'm just doing this for attention or, you know, I'm just gaslighting myself. So I finally set my Bumble settings to girls as well. And, oh God, it was like so exciting and it was also, like, the shame was bubbling up. Let me take a drink really quick. The shame was bubbling up, and um, I told my best friend, who I had talked about previously in the pool, who told me I was, looked like I was about to kiss that girl, and I got defensive, but um, she was really supportive, and everyone around me was really, really supportive and affirmative, and like I said, at this point, I was a full-on ally, like, But was not an ally for myself yet? Because I I didn't know. Um, So I finally met a girl on Bumble. And I went on my first date with a girl in Nashville. Oh, my God. I was sick to my stomach. You can hear my cat. Oh, my God. I was sick to my stomach going on this date. um, Because I was so nervous. And this girl... um, she was is bisexual as well um uh, so we went on our first date and i just felt so it was just a ma- like being with non cisgender men is so magical like going on a date with this girl felt so magical and we weren't a good match as far as like dating romantically um but we were a fling and up until i moved Um, from Nashville, we both were bisexual women and we still kind of, mm, I wouldn't say preferred men, but men were our go-to, so we would like, yeah, I don't know. Like, we were gonna date, but it just wasn't a good match romantically for me and I knew that off the bat, but I still had a crush on her, I liked her, um, you know, we hooked up, and yeah, but it was just, like, so fun being with a girl who you could make out with, and you could cuddle with, and you could flirt with, and it was all, like, known that we have the hots for each other, so that was really cool for me, and that's when I started, actually, okay, so I remember her and I went on a few dates, and she had just come out, so she was a year older than me, so she had just come out, she was telling me about her experience, and I would always say to her, but I don't know if I'm bi, but I don't know yet. that yet. I'm still exploring, but I don't know. I was still like, we were like making out in my car, but I was like, oh, but I don't know, but I don't know because I still had that internalized homophobia. So I think what really was the flipping moment was we were in quarantine and I had been seeing her for several months and we never dated, but. We'd go on dates and we would text and we make out and we cuddle and all that stuff, and um, really the like the flipping point was when we had sex for the first time, and at that time I was also reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which talks about how she married a man her whole life and then she met her wife, her now wife and. Everything changed for her, and just, like, when she saw her, it was, like, magical. And so I was reading that while I had sex with this girl for the first time, and, and I remember that I had an aha moment when we got done having sex. I was like, "Yup, a thousand percent. I know I'm bisexual now. I want that label. I'm claiming that label. This label feels good. And sidebar, you don't need nab- labels. <laughs> you don't need labels to be queer or gender fluid or whatever it is. You don't need a label for yourself or for anyone. But for me personally and my story, I wanted that damn label because it was empowering. And I'd spent my whole life suppressing and beating myself up and shaming myself and feeling gross and feeling sinful and feeling wrong that I wanted to be bisexual and I wanted to tell the world and I felt so liberated. Um, and it didn't happen. Like I'm telling the story so quickly, but you know, this girl and I weren't a good match romantically to date. And also it scared the shit out of me to think about telling people I was in a relationship with a girl. Like, it was hard enough to be, like, I'm making out with a girl. I'm seeing a girl. I'm dating a girl. But to be, like, no, this is my girlfriend? No, I still wasn't ready for that. Um, so I moved. Anyway, okay, so I, the, I came out to – while I was dating this girl, I told my sisters that I was dating a girl, told my friends that I was seeing a girl. I had yet to use the word bisexual, but I was, like, let, letting them follow, follow me on my journey. Um. I hadn't told my parents, I hadn't told my grandparents, and I hadn't told, like, social media. I had, like, a private Snapchat and a private Instagram story where I would post about seeing this girl um, with, like, close friends or people who I thought were cool, but I would never, like, publicly post it because that shame was still there. Um, And I was also dating guys, too, during this time. So, um, flash forward, I moved to Indianapolis, and I got on Bumble, and I had my settings to both men and women, and I met my now girlfriend, Cassie. She was the first day I went on when I moved here. Oh, my God. Like, just dating women is magical, and I don't have, like, the most experience, but you don't need the most experience. Like, I guess I've been doing it since I was a kid and little, like, snippets. I don't know. Like, my sexuality – I feel like, okay, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but let's just talk about my personal own sexuality. This doesn't go for anyone else. Typically, I'm attracted more to men. If I see, like, if I'm out in a crowd, usually men, like cisgender men, is what I'm attracted to. I'll be like, oh, they're hot. Oh, they're attractive. Oh, this or that, this or that. Um, Because I think, like, all non-men are hot. Or not hot, but beautiful. And so even if I'm not sexually or romantically attracted to a woman, I still see beauty in them because uh, it's hard to explain, but it's because, like, I just relate less to a cisgender man. Like, I just don't relate to men. Um, And I don't think that they can relate to me as well as a woman can because they don't understand everything and how it is to feel as a woman in this society. So I always feel more seen by women, but I'm typically more attracted sexually and like romantically to men. I also like have more preferences. Uh, like with men, I feel, or like with um women typically or non-men, because I like, prefer darker hair on women but with guys I don't really have like preferences I don't know it's I do know and I it's hard I do know and it's hard to conceptualize that's what I want to say um is that typically my sexuality goes towards men but when I like now that I'm in love with a woman um I can't imagine myself being with a man a cisgender man you know what I'm saying? Um, I, oh my God. Okay. And this is where I want to go with this too. Is that when I started dating my girlfriend, um, you know, I was cool with hanging out with girls. I was cool with making out with girls. I was cool with telling people I was romantically hanging out with a girl, but I had never had a girlfriend ever. And that was hard for me. But then I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready for a girlfriend. The day that my girlfriend asked me out under some Christmas lights, if that's not queer AF, I don't know what is. Um, I came out to my grandparents and my dad that day, which were the last three I was really struggling with. So I came out to them. Then that night, um, my girlfriend asked me out. But I remember our first date, she was, like, fireballing me with questions of, like, could I see myself marrying a woman Got to spend my life with a woman? And I was like, I really don't know because really that, that homophobia and that biphobia was still within me of that. It's like this line, and I kept inching forward slowly and slowly. Like I was okay with hanging out with a girl. I was okay to have a girlfriend. But am I okay with marrying a woman and spending my life with a woman? I don't know. So I'm at the point now where I want to spend my life with my partner And that's where we're at. And I can imagine myself so vividly marrying her, but it took me a second. And what I really, I had a list of questions, but I just keep going on random tangents. But, and what I really wanna say is if you're experiencing, if you're queer and you're experiencing internalized homophobia, if you're experiencing biphobia toward yourself or whatever. If you can't accept yourself, I really encourage you to open your lens, like, on your Instagram. Like, if you can't go immerse yourself in culture around you and, like, go to a gay bar or go to a queer event, um, or not, like, you know, that would be, like, the most saturated places, but obviously queer people are everywhere, even in small towns. We may we just not know it. I really encourage you to just make sure that you're seeing it so that your brain pathways can change of like this is acceptable, and I really haven't talked about this in this podcast, but the reason why I'm so homophobic towards myself was because I grew up in a homophobic town I grew up in a homophobic church um, where the church messages are you're going to hell if you sleep with not a man or if you look at not a man and so I I always felt so much shame when I would go to the bars and make out with girls. Cause I'm like, I thought this was a sin, but why is it so damn fun? And so I would change my narrative and my mind of like, okay, I'm doing it for guys. So maybe God will kind of accept that blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah. So like really when I started becoming comfortable with myself, I had to follow queer people. I had to look at women marrying women and, um, learn about bisexuality and learn who is bisexual and really looking up to like pop icons and being like, oh my God, like I look up to them and they're queer. So I really encourage you if you're struggling with that too, make sure your Instagram is or whatever social media you have is following people that are similar to you. Um and also like open your awareness even further than that and look at different types of relationships, look at different types of people in the LGBTQ plus community, because it's important, especially, especially if you have religious trauma, or any sort of trauma with your sexuality. Yeah, I just remember always battling with, like, my spiritual self and my queer self, because it didn't make sense. I'm like, I thought God loved all, I thought God created me, I thought the universe created me, so why the hell is how I'm feeling not okay? And that was always really confusing for me. And I would like challenge the the adults who were telling me that it was, I was going like I and other people were going to hell because it didn't make any sense. And I remember I had this guy friend who was and is gay and he came out to me and it was very much of like, thank you for telling me. I love you. Like I will support you. And also I don't know where I'm at on this because there was this fear. And I feel like it's really hard for people to understand if you're not religious, the utmost fear that is ingrained in you, that if you sway from what is said in the Bible, you will go to hell, and your skin will be blown to smithereens by this fire. I mean, that's absolutely terrifying. Like, you will burn alive if you're not straight. And so I always... Like I remember him coming out to me, and I'm like, "Listen, I love and support you," and also, like, I just, I can't like publicly say that, you know, because I, because then that comes with my own, like, I'm shunned then from this group of where we believe this certain thing. Um, so I worked through that of where was I supportive to him as I had hoped? No, absolutely not. And also, that was my journey. Um, and him and I talked years later and he was like, you know, I understand and there's no hard feelings and I apologize again. Um, but there's this level where I'm at now. I was like, I'm not going to live in shame about being homophobic at one point because it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we care the most about, about things that are like it was a projection is what I'm trying to say. So him coming out as gay and living this life of freedom was triggering to me because deep, deep down before, like below the conscious awareness, I was like, Oh hell no. If he comes out, that means that there's something about me that's also not straight either. And I feel too much shame about that. So I'm just going to avoid it. Um, Oh, it's always very curious to me when people are, like, fighting so hard for gay people not to, like, be able to adopt, or they just care so much about queer people not having rights, I'm like, there's something within you that is being triggered, Um, and I remember I had a couple months ago this guy friend, not my friend anymore, but I grew up with him, and he was posting all about how yay for religious rights because this foster care community basically, I don't know all the details of it. I'm not going to act like I know, but the gist was this foster care, um, business got to say I, we get to deny same gender couples because we're for our religion. That's what our, our religion said. And he made a Instagram post about it like, yay for religious freedom. And I'm like, if you care that much, there's something that's not sitting right within your own self. And I'm not saying every homophobic person is queer because then that really says that queer people are harming ourselves and that's not the truth. Um, But I do think the question needs to be asked of like, why are you so triggered and why is your calling in life to make sure gay parents can't adopt kids who need help? That's what's confusing. Yeah, I I lost a lot of friends when I came out as queer. And not saying, you can hear my cat again, not saying that, like, my actual friends. It was more like people that I, like, partied around or grew up around. They would unfollow me. They wouldn't talk to me anymore. Um, Like, every religious person I can think of from my hometown, if I go and see if they're following me, they're absolutely not. Because they're so triggered by who I am. Um, and anyone who I was friends with who weren't like quote unquote outright homophobic, but would be like anyone who came out as gay, they'd be like, Yeah, they're they're a nice person. Like, you know that comment, like people say, like, yeah, they're nice, like they wouldn't be nice because they're gay and they're in sin. I had friends like that and I completely cut them off before I came out because I knew their stance on it, and I'm not going to live in shame anymore. And so I actually feel bad for the people in my hometown who, one, probably can't accept themselves, two, can't accept other people, and three, think that they're doing God's work by being homophobic. I mean, and it triggers me so bad, and it's like vice versa, it triggers me so bad because that used to be me. And at some point, you can give yourself grace for being young, for being in an environment you had no control over, for being... Like, that's the only thing you're taught. Like, that makes sense. If you grow up, you're only taught one thing. That's what you're going to believe. However, if you're given the choice with social media how it is now, and you have the choice to surround yourself with more information, more awareness. Like, for me, going to college was a huge um, unlearning experience. If you're given that choice and you still choose to remain in that box and you still choose to be homophobic, then that's where I don't have empathy anymore. And so. Um, so two more questions I wrote down for myself. that I want to share with you today. What do I love about being queer? Hmm. I love that I have options. I love that my sexuality is fluid. I love that I don't put myself in a box. I love that I came home to myself. I love that I was born this way. And also I would choose this life. Um, and I would have not have said that a few years ago. Is that when I see queer relationships, I feel so lit up. I feel like it's like living in a, I don't want to say party. Just, it's just like fun. It's just um, beautiful. And I love loving a woman. And I love how she loves me. And this type of love I've never experienced before. I've experienced being in love before but not with a woman and not like this. Um, I just feel like really seen when I'm romantically involved with women. um, I feel really seen, I feel really like, I don't know. I I just love being queer. And I haven't been able to always say that. So it's like this, it's liberation. It really is this liberation. Um, and then what is hard for me about being bisexual? What's hard for me is that now that I have this awareness that I am attracted romantically and sexually to, like, multiple genders, uh, there's this, like, FOMO of missing out. And let me just do, like, a full stop right here. Bisexual people are able to be in monogamous relationships. Bisexual people aren't inherently sexual beings. Bisexual people aren't inherently wanting to sleep around or wanting to be in polyamorous relationships um, and I'm full support of non-monogamous relationships. However, being bisexual doesn't equate polyamory um, or open relationships or whatever. So this is just for me personally. I just have to say that thing before I say this next thing. What's hard about me for being bi is that the reason I don't say I'm pansexual is because being pansexual to me means that you don't see gender. You just experience sexuality and it's just fluid and um, uh, you don't really like see gender, I guess is what I say. But with being bisexual for me, again, for me personally, it means that it feels like a different experience. I'm not saying just sexually. It just feels different. Like being with a woman romantically, sexually, uh, whatever, feels like a different experience than being with anyone else. Um, And so what's been hard for me about dating a woman, and it would be hard for me with dating a man as well, is that I feel like I'm missing out. Um... And whether that's true or not, I don't know. I'm still figuring that out. Um, But there's just so many, like, there's just so many, I don't know how to really conceptualize it. But sometimes I have, like, FOMO. Uh, Like, I'm losing a part of me by being in a monogamous relationship with a woman. I'm losing something by being in a monogamous relationship with a man. Um. And I really just think that's because I'm so new to stepping into my sexuality that there's still a part of me that wants to – I don't want to feel boxed in. That's what it is. I never want to feel boxed in. Even if the box is not real, um, I spent my whole life being boxed in, that I want to make sure I'm living my most truest, best, authentic self for the rest of my life. So I would love to do another podcast on bisexuality, queerness, Uh, growing up. I really did not touch on the full depth of religious trauma. And I would love to do that in a different podcast because it's so important. The messages that were given to me, like, stayed with me and still stay with me. Let me also say, like, I still struggle with biphobia toward myself. Um, I still struggle with not fully accepting myself. So, as liberated and as happy and as queer as I am, um, there is a part of me that still feels shame because of my childhood. So, thank you for listening to me. Happy bi week. Well, it's kind of over now, but really, every week is bi week. And, Thank you for the support always. And I will see you on the next podcast. Have a beautiful Sunday. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Clinical Spiritualist. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at clinical underscore spiritualist. I'm currently accepting new clients and would love to help guide you on your journey back to self. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.